Welcome back to Watch Once Never Again, the podcast where we disturb ourselves for some reason so that you don't have to. I'm Dax. <laughs> I'm very bad. And today we're here to talk about a movie that is allegedly rated NC-17. Yes, I saw that when I started playing it. I'm like, oh, ooh, the the legendary NC-17 rating. There is a lot of penis. I didn't know till <laughs> I didn't know till after, and then oh, afterwards really? I was like, "Hmm, that was pretty tame for an NC seventeen movie." I, you know, and we will get into that because I have thoughts about that actually. Um, but we are talking about Stephen, or no, not Stephen, Steve McQueen's uh, two thousand and twelve film Shame, starring Michael Fassbender, Fassbender, and Carrie Mulligan. You're just making up people's names today. I am. I'm just going for it. I'm just like, I think I know their name, and then I add, like, extra letters. I don't know why. (laughs) Can I make a confession? These are my confessions. Yes. (laughs) So I, this whole entire time, thought that the director, Steve McQueen, was, like, a very old white guy. (laughs) Steve made the same joke when I told him who directed this movie. But the problem is I'm not joking. Like, I really thought that. (laughs) But yes, no, Steve McQueen, the director, is actually a young black man. Well, a younger black man. Yeah. And I think he's in his early 50s. So he's a yes. pretty young like black man. And I, for some reason, thought he was a very old white man. <laughs> and then I looked it up and that the reason, well, first of all, the reason that I always thought that was because <laughs> there's that song by Sheryl Crow, <laughs> Steve oh McQueen. God. Steve McQueen also is an actor. (laughs) Yes. Well, (laughs) I think her song is about the actor. Yeah, I think so, too. In the... I just vaguely remember the music video, and I I feel like there were, like, racing cars or something. So I was like, oh, Steve McQueen must be, like, an old actor who races cars in, like, movies. And now he's a director, and he's very old, probably. I just made all of... Well... I don't know about the cars, but I, like, just made that up. <laughs> like, that was just in my head. <laughs> but okay. I looked it up, and he was an actor, but he died, like, in the, in 1980. <laughs> like, what? What? Where did I get all of this? I don't know, I, like, but I, gave I, him I love a that narrative. Yeah, I love that narrative that you created for Steve McQueen. Not even based on a movie. Based on a music video by... Grammy Award winner Cheryl Crow. <laughs> That's an incredible story. My brain. I, I, I don't love understand that you watched this movie and were like, an old white man directed this. I did. I genuinely thought that. <laughs> like until were you, were you, impre- were you impressed? <laughs> no, I was like, oh, this seems like he would make this. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well. Oh, I'm sure a very old white man thinks this is just wild. I guess we'll talk about it. Now I'm thinking about his other movie, Hunger, which I guess we'll talk about probably. Yeah, but let me read a quick, not even a quick, just a synopsis. This this ain't quick. Um, As a trigger warning ahead of time, we're talking about sex addiction, but there also is a talking about like a suicide and... Self-harm. Self-harm, suicide, a lot of sex talk. No no sexual assault, but just a lot of sex stuff. Possibly implied. Yeah. Sexual assault is implied. It's never really, like, discussed or shown, but it's there's, like, a vibe. We um, will talk about it, though. We will talk about that, too. So, Brandon Sullivan is an executive living in New York City. He has frequent sex with sex workers and masturbates several times a day. One day, Brandon makes eye contact with a woman wearing an engagement ring on the subway during his morning commute. She initially reciprocates but becomes uncomfortable. When they exit, she disappears into the crowd. Brandon and his married boss, David, hit on a woman at a club. Later, Brandon has sex in a back alley with the woman David was pursuing. This is the worst plot synopsis ever. It also sounded like you said they hit a woman at a club. Yes, they hit her. Just kidding. (laughs) That's a different movie. Brandon has been ignoring calls from his sister, Sissy, who is a lounge singer. He uh, arrives at his apartment one day and is startled to find her in his shower, thinking it might have been a burglar. Sissy has a few gigs in the city and asks to stay. 
He later hears her pleading on the phone with her partner not to reject her. The next day, Brandon goes to work and his his company computer system is infected with a virus. Looking at the computer, they find that his hard drive is full of porn. David assumes Brandon's intern is responsible. Um, <laughs> later, Brandon and David watch Sissy perform the song New York, New York in a bar, which makes Brandon emotional. That's a fun way to put it. David flirts with her and notices the scars of self-inflicted wounds on her arms. Sissy has sex with David in her brother's bedroom. Later that night, Sissy attempts to get in bed with Brandon, but he orders her out of the room. And by orders out of the room, he gets in her face and screams at her. Then Brandon goes on a date with his coworker Marianne, who has been recently separated and believes in commitment, which Brandon dislikes. But while Brandon dislikes the idea of marriage and admits that his relationships never last longer than four months. That night, Sissy discovers Brandon masturbating in his bathroom. He attacks her and accuses her of spying on him. He finds his laptop open on a pornographic webcam site. Brandon slams it down and a disturbed Sissy leaves. Brandon disposes of his porn, sex toys, and laptop. In the office, he kisses Marianne and the two get a hotel room, but Brandon cannot get an erection. Marianne leaves. Later, Brandon has aggressive sex with a sex worker in the same room. Brandon tells Sissy that David has a family and asks her to leave. She says that as a family, they should help each other, but Brandon calls her irresponsible and a burden. Brandon goes to a bar and propositions a woman, describing explicitly what he would do to her. She is close to succumbing when her boyfriend intervenes. Brandon laughs in his face. After he leaves, the boyfriend follows and brutally beats him. When he's barred from- I'm sorry for the sentence I'm about to read, everybody. When he's barred from another club, he goes to a nearby gay bar and is filleted by a man. I don't know why the word filleted is a very weird word to say, but here I am. Owning my truth. (laughs) After- After (laughs) leaving- After leaving, he listens to a voicemail from Sissy crying as she says that they are not bad people, they just come from a bad place. Brandon then has a threesome with two sex workers. This is written in the funniest way humanly possible. While Brandon is riding on the subway home, the passengers are asked to detrain due to a police emergency, implicitly a suicide. He frantically calls Sissy, but she does not answer. Arriving home, he finds Sissy on the bathroom floor covered in blood, having cut her own wrists. He attempts to stop the bleeding while phoning for help. He survives and he comforts she survives and he comforts her in the hospital. After leaving, he walks until he collapses, sobbing in the rain. On the subway, Brandon sees the woman with the engagement ring again. He makes eye contact with her. She stands up, ready to exit the train at the approaching station. Brandon does not take his eyes off of her. The end. The end. That's shame. So what did you think? Just to start off with a bang. Well, uh, in the first place, I I don't personally find this movie disturbing at all, and it was fine. Like, I I think I really like Carrie Mulligan. Something about well, it's not something about Michael Fassbender. We've talked about why <laughs> I don't like him, <laughs> or yeah. and why I think you don't like him either. That said, like I think they're both really good in this. I I just think. Overall, like, it's a little too muted of a movie for me. Okay. But it's not that I disliked it. Like, I thought it was good. I, If it was on, I'd watch it again. Okay. You know? I don't know that I fully buy his downward spiral, but I guess we'll talk about that a little later. Okay. What do okay. you think? Hmm. I, I definitely, I think it hit me harder. I was just, like, at the end of it, I was like, I... I don't think I'll ever be watching that movie ever again because that was a lot. Really? Yeah. Total opposite. Yeah. I, I I agree. I wouldn't necessarily call it disturbing, but it was emotionally difficult to watch. And I think, I guess the end kind of got me. I don't know. I, I think it hit me a little bit harder than you overall. I mean, it was hard because of Michael Fassbender and like knowing him and being like, this is a very strange way to like watch this, this fellow in this film. Fellow? But, Yes. <laughs> yes. I've only ever heard my mom's call. Well, and like every every older woman in New Jersey say fella or fellow. Well, well here I am. Sorry. Saying fellow. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, something, I, it, something about it as it got to the end, as like he started kind of losing it a little bit. But I think there's another, there's a part of it that kind of broke me out of that, though. And then I don't know if we want to start at the end, but there's a scene, the scene where he has gay sex threw me out of it. Cause I was like, are we really supposed to buy that him having a guy give him a blowjob is like rock bottom? Listen, that's, pretty- <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. I was so like, 
fuck? That part really bothered me. I was like, are you really painting? The- I know we're, I'm skipping ahead to the end, but like that was really bothering me. I was like, is this really <laughs> what you think rock bottom is? Him getting a blowjob at a club? Because that's pretty... I don't know. That's a Tuesday <laughs> night, baby. <laughs> Some say like, and then he has, really? then he has a threesome. <laughs> yeah, with the that's two- crazy. Yeah, he has a threesome with sex is, workers. With oh sex workers, God. and they're all they're very tiny, very skinny. Yeah, I think that took me like the ending part of it was kind of like fascinating, but that that when it started to be like this is his like the worst things he could do, I was like, I don't think so. I really don't think this is as bad as you think it is. That's a little bit harmful that you're portraying it that way. Well, that's what I'm saying. And that's also not for nothing why I said, oh, this does seem like an old white man yeah, would have made this. Yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. Because that part... like, yeah, in, in, in my opinion, well, in my line of thinking, I guess, um, I'm like, oh, of course an old white man would think that it's very, like, I don't know, crass or just wild. <laughs> like it's like this is a basically to me it was like look this this pinnacle of white male heteros- heterosexuality is so addicted to sex that he's resorting to having a man like a strange man blow him in a dark place and i'm yeah. like that that's i mean like i don't know i don't feel like that's that crazy no and it's also weird when you consider that steve mcqueen was like 40 or like 41 or 42 or something when he made this so i'm like wow like that's a pretty conservative point of view for like a young guy yeah there's like really no explaining away that whole choice it was bad also the threesome was funny i was like oh i thought there was gonna be a threesome earlier which is terrible but i was just like again why is that terrible not not terrible but i was just like threesomes i feel like are normal like not that unusual. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like it's like the, that big of a sign of sex addiction, necessarily. Well, I, I don't know. It, that's it was just... no. That's like a big problem that I had with the whole movie. Okay, maybe I didn't like it as much as I thought I did. Now that I'm saying it out loud. No, it's like it's not. Hmm. I, I don't know that those are reasons to dislike it. I, I, I think if I had to choose if I liked it or not, I would say sure. You know, I I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to make you like second guess whether or not. No, like... but like the ending, because I, th- I we'll talk about the ending fully. But like I thought there was like some interesting stuff going on with like a subtle kind of looking at like what a breakdown looks like, and I think there's some interesting stuff going on there. But I think when they're trying to portray the spiral of like sex addiction and like look at the crazy things he's doing because he wants sex, I'm like I don't think you got that one. I don't think that angle. You don't think you hit that one very hard there, friends. No, and, like, I also don't think they hit the emotional side that hard. And, like, look, I know that the reason the whole movie is, like, muted is because he's, like, detached emotionally. But I've seen a movie before, so, like, I fucking know. (laughs) But but I just don't, like, care. (laughs) I've seen a movie. I understand it. It doesn't mean I have to like it. Yeah, like, I get what they're going for there. And, like, sure. But if you're gonna, <laughs> if you're gonna have him so like, allegedly emotionally attached, when he's like hitting his like dramatic point, and we have to see him have emotions, maybe give him emotions, <laughs> you know? Because he didn't seem that he was crying and like I guess somewhat like tortured, but uh, like emotionally tortured. I mean, but like not really. Yeah. And so this was something that I found interesting with with Shane because so Shane doesn't really like give you like you see his sister, but Shane doesn't really give you like a background into these characters. Like they talk about having fucked up lives and they're two pretty fucked up people, but they never tell you what happened or like what exactly went on. It's like just implied something shitty happened or like they had terrible childhoods, which could mean a lot of things. Which, on one hand, I kind of appreciate that that you're not, like, sensationalizing why the two of them might be struggling with their mental health. But on the other hand, I think I might have needed a little bit of something to really connect with the characters. I feel like we're going to be opposites all night. We might, we might be. But it's weird because we both kind of feel the same about it. <laughs> Although, I think you might have liked it more than me and I think it hit you harder. 
Yeah, I don't know. I liked that. It, I, first of all, I understand where you're coming from, but I liked that it didn't give us anything because I feel like based on their two, not their personalities, I guess, but their self, like their, their self-harm tendencies. Mm-hmm. Self-destructive tendencies. Yes, thank you. There's based on their self-destructive tendencies, like his obviously sex addiction. Hers seems t- to be opposite, like not not opposite of sex addiction, but insofar as she's like completely attached to seemingly everyone immediately. Yes, she's more like an empath, where he is like really detached. I kept calling him Patrick Bateman, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so I I think that we are to gather that probably there was some sexual abuse, and I think that we'll talk about it, but possible incest? Okay, let's talk about it then. Do I talk about it now? Just fucking yes. talk about it. Sure, why not? It's our fucking show. I, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you go ahead. What are your thoughts? Well, the the incest vibes got me because there are some very intimate moments between the two of them that, like, are... They feel very charged. Like, every time they interact, it's uncomfortable. And it doesn't just feel like the usual family awkwardness, but be, it feels like he is trying not to want to be sexually attracted to her. Because, like... You know, the first time he sees her, she's naked in the shower. And that actually, to me, wasn't that charged. But, like, he sniffs her clothes with like, and picks up the baseball bat, a baseball bat and sniffs her clothes. And, like, there's a moment where he jumps on top of her when he's just in a towel. And it's violent, but there's still, like, this weird energy around all of it that makes it feel very uncomfortable. Yeah, even... Even before he first sees her, like her phone calls, they kind of sound like she's an ex-girlfriend at first. So that's, yeah, I, they frame it like she's an ex-girlfriend, like she's a crazy ex-girlfriend kind of blowing up his phone, I think, is how I saw it. Like, it seems it could be taken either way. And she talks about her vagina a few times (laughs) and like just is very, she's very crass, but like in a sexual way with him. And, and in that part where he does jump on her when he's so to to give some context she walks in on him masturbating and he puts on a towel right that's the same scene yes yeah he's standing in the bathroom jerking off and she walks in and kind of giggles because he's jerking off yeah and then she immediately leaves and he gets angry throws on a towel and then jumps on her but it almost seems at first like he's we don't see his face, but we see hers, and she's, like, laughing and thinks they're playing, I think. And then it yeah. turns into a more violent encounter where he's, like, screaming at her. It almost does seem like he is playing with her at first, and then it gets, like, like play gradually... Wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. And then it gets gradually, uh, like, progressively more and more, like, violent and, like, uh he's like yelling at her more and then she starts yelling at him and it's just it's all really weird because his towel is like coming off of him and he's on top yeah. of her and he's like grabbing her face yeah it's real weird and even when it's they're like cuddling really they cuddle a lot well she like sneaks into his bed and spoons him and then he gets really uncomfortable which like okay and like yells at her but it was just like all of it together. You know what I mean? Like those moments of her like crawling into bed with him and him getting really uncomfortable with that kind of like physical touch. Yeah. But there's, there's a, you know, a couple parts where they're like cuddling on the couch. Yeah. And I don't know if that's like me being (laughs) like, uh, weird, I guess. I don't know. Like, don't touch me anyone. But, uh, that was uncomfortable to me. Well, cause like there's scenes where like it's shot from, them like looking at each other it's like straight on and they're both turned to look at each other and they're very very close too like close, the kind, yeah. like too close and it's like the way that it's all so intention like so intentionally framed to like make this very weird intimacy between the two of them that is incredibly uncomfortable and like i found myself thinking like is he trying to not get turned on by his sister 
and I'm not trying to like make it a weird thing about addiction or sex addiction, but like it's framed that way. And you obviously got that vibe too, that there's like something strange going on between the two of them. Like some I didn't strange even, energy. Yeah, I didn't even think of it in terms of his sex addiction. Like I don't think, and uh, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you'd agree with me that we're not saying that he's sexually attracted to his sister because he's addicted to exactly, sex. Yeah. We're saying he was already sexually attracted to his sister and then he was addicted to sex. Yeah. Or maybe not sexually attracted to his sister, perhaps forced into encounters now that now it's like, you know, his body I I don't like what I'm about to say. But but <laughs> We'll edit it out if it sounds too terrible. But he's when he was younger, he could have been forced into encounters with her. And then his body is naturally attracted to her. But he, his mind is not. And he does not want that. But he can't, like, help it. Yeah, I could, yeah. I hate that that thought, those words, but it is a thing that happens. It's a thing. That is a legitimate theory for this. Yeah. Ugh, God. It's also worth noting, I think, that I'm not 100% on this, but I think that sex addiction was taken out of the DSM. Oh, really? I think so. I think, I don't think it's in the DSM-5. I should probably check that real quick. Yeah. However, as of 2018, sexual addiction is not a clinical diagnosis in either the DSM or ICD medical classifications. Some argue that applying such concepts to normal behavior such as sex can be problematic and excess and suggest that applying medical modes such as addiction to human sexuality can serve to pathologize normal behavior and cause harm. And then the ICD-11 created a new condition classification, compulsive sexual behavior. Huh. Fascinating. Hmm. I don't know how or why I know that. Well, you... Your psychology... <laughs> well, right. <laughs> like, you would... You should, you would know that, but yeah. So, oh, that's fascinating. I like to read the DS. Uh, this is going to sound nerdy, but I do like to read the DSM sometimes just for funsies. Fucking nerd. <laughs> I don't have the just... DSM five yet though. So I'm still on the DSM four. The fuck? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's expensive. Oh, really? That has to make sense. Yeah. But fun fact. I, well, I stole my copy of the DSM-4 from someone, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, you can find it on eBay. I just bought my niece one because, uh, she didn't know what it was and she's like, I want to read that. And I was like, okay, here, here I, here I come. It was like $5 with free shipping on eBay. So there you go. Sweet. Get yourself a DSM-5 for whatever. Yeah, DSM. that's a little tip for me to you. Anyway, I think we're avoiding because we don't want to talk about incest. Not really. Not my favorite thing to talk about. But, I mean, this is part of the point of the podcast, I guess. Yeah, talking about uncomfortable things. Because this movie, okay, this movie is incredibly uncomfortable. And it's not, and I think maybe this is why I'm so fascinated by it, is because it's an incredibly uncomfortable movie, but nothing that... Dramatic? Yeah, nothing that, like, crazy happens. You know, like, there's a lot of sex in it, but it's, like, pretty vanilla sex. Like, he has a lot of sex with women, and there's a lot of nudity. But the way it's framed is so... I feel like the way the like, the sex is framed is so, like, okay, it's detached. And I know we talked, like, laughed about that. But it is... The sex is filmed in such a way that it does not feel sexual, but almost, like, sterile and uncomfortable. Like, it is very... I don't necessarily say voyeuristic, but you definitely feel like you're watching something you shouldn't be watching. And you, there is this interesting sense of shame. Ha ha ha, title of the fucking movie. Um, she said it. I said it. That is like, and I know this is like a very juvenile read, so like don't come for me, anybody. Of like sense of shame around like watching this movie. And I think there's like an interesting kind of thought process that goes around our own kind of like vibes with sex and how we feel about sex and seeing sex on camp- on screen and I wonder if this is an even harder movie to watch for people who are not comfortable with sex on screen or like sexuality because for me like like you said I was like I mean like yeah there's a lot of sex in this but like it's pretty vanilla sex like it's nothing crazy just like a hot dude hanging dong 
and having sex with like skinny white ladies except for yeah. the one character but he doesn't have sex with and he actually is attracted to like more than just <laughs> sexually I even don't know. the porn that they mentioned like the boss is like i don't even know what that is and i'm like what do you what do you, you know mean what a cream pie is? yeah he said like like yeah he's like anal face fucking cream pie what even is a cream pie i'm like you don't know what a cream pie is like it's You're a, a delicious dessert sometimes there's <laughs> lemon sometimes there's banana sometimes no. there's cum oh i'm gross right. i apologize <laughs> Yeah, no, I was just like, uh, okay, dude. Like, <laughs> I thought it yeah. was funny, actually, how much um, physical porn that he had. You did like how much physical porn he had? No, I just thought it was funny. Oh. I Well, and I thought it was so funny that he was looking at it on his fucking work computer. I, yeah, I guess that's to, like, show that he's addicted to it, so he has to do it at work, even. But, like, he has an iPhone. Yeah, I guess 20... Oh, there was iPhones in 20... I had an iPhone in 2011. I can't... Years in phones and technology, I can't keep my fucking brain straight. (laughs) So, like, don't come for me again. I'm just like, wait. Yeah, but, like, I guess the other thing, too, with, like... With addiction in general is, like, you kind of lose your sense of when is appropriate to do something and when is not. So, I guess you're right right with, like, him jerking off at his work lap... Like, his work computer. It's just like, well... Can't help it gonna be fine yeah and there is that kind of like incomplete like it's like you can see in his face a lot of the time like he knows what he's doing is wrong but he does it anyway because he like again with addiction like just wants to get his his fix like he just wants to get that rush and he doesn't really care what it takes to get it done until it's done and then he's like well shit i think my problem with the depiction of addiction in this movie is that it doesn't at all seem to affect his life really like he's best friends with his boss who i'm pretty sure the boss knew that he was doing that and he blamed it on the intern yeah just to like (laughs) i was gonna say throw him a bone no pun intended incredible Uh, incredible (laughs) thank you so much thank you for that Thank you so much. But yeah, so he's best friends with his boss. He kind of comes and goes from. <laughs> oh my god! Stop! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This is when you start laughing as soon as you start saying it. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, I make myself laugh a lot. But he can just kind of like do whatever he wants at work and. He shows up whenever he wants to at work and his boss doesn't give a fuck, really. And so, like, I don't know. I just don't get the sense that this is impacting his life, which is kind of a weird depiction of addiction for me. Like, it's pretty low stakes. He has no attachment to anyone in his life, which, okay, I understand that's, like, not healthy. But other than that, it's like... You know, he's not at risk of losing his job. He's not, like, stopping what he's doing in the middle of doing it at work to go jerk off. He's just, like, kind of doing... You don't even see him barely doing any work. Like, none of them, actually. Yeah. And that, to me, just felt like rich white dudes just fucking off, which was so annoying. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, like, it's not like he... Like, it just is such a low-stakes depiction of addiction, to me if that am i making any sense yeah i do get that because it definitely felt like it was like we can cut this if this sounds wrong like rich man's addiction so what do you mean like i just feel like you see a lot of this addiction stuff of like poor people having like just like get money and i know this is a very different kind of addiction on screen but i just feel like this is very much a rich guy and like the privilege he's afforded as a rich white guy to get away with the things that he's getting away with, with his addiction. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I don't know. We can cut that out if it's too weird, but it just feels like this guy gets away with everything because of his status, not because of what kind of addiction it is, but because of who he is as like a person in society. Which you know what I, I mean? guess... Does that make sense? Yeah. And I guess that could be true. Like, of drug addiction like for instance if you're a very rich powerful man addicted to i don't know let's say coke 
like a businessman like maybe that's like just part of like your life and it doesn't really impact you like very much because you have easy accessibility to it no one's really policing you yeah like, and in like, your in your life uh, well, and if you're in an environment where everyone is like that where a lot of people yeah. are like that then if your like, family doesn't care yeah but, and like if you're able to function in scare quotes whatever like that means to you or like in your life right but if it were me making a movie which it isn't i understand and steve mcqueen is a great filmmaker and i'm not him <laughs> like i'm just some fucking dude but if it were me trying to make a movie about addiction and trying to show like the depths that this guy goes to maybe maybe you do have him you know even though he's allegedly like a very rich powerful you know guy in some office i don't don't know what they do um (laughs) (laughs) uh maybe show like he's going into debt because he won't stop going into like those chat rooms with those girls who already know his name Mm -hmm. you know maybe something like that yeah or maybe show maybe he's at risk of like i mean i don't want to stigmatize people who have stis but like maybe he he contracts an sti and like he has to deal with that or like both at the same time because that's i i don't know maybe it's maybe it's just me wanting it to be more cinematic than it needs to be yeah like i get what you mean i get what you mean though yeah, and, and at the same time, even though I'm saying that, like, maybe it's good to have, like, a different version. Maybe, like, you know, it's good to show that addiction isn't always, like, I don't know, one of those, like, <laughs> like PSAs <laughs> on TV or something. Like, you know, maybe yeah. it isn't always dramatic like that. But if you want me to buy a downward spiral later and not the <laughs> Nine Inch Nails <laughs> album... Uh, <laughs> You know, maybe show me that he's actually getting to that point. Yeah. Though I guess his spiral isn't really because of his addiction. It's because of his sister. Right? Well, yeah, but I kind of saw it as, like, all of it coming together. And him just, like, realizing that his addiction to sex has led him to be away from his sister and become detached from her. And then she tries to kill herself and i think he kind of feels like he could have helped i feel like i projected a lot onto them (laughs) i yeah i just like saw his kind of descent into everything at that point being like he him just kind of it all coming crashing down on him and like how fucked up they both are okay see now i (laughs) interpreted it as similar but like i interpreted it as like she showed back up into his life and made him remember like that's i mean that's his too. life and yeah. possibly whatever like whatever happened with them cuz they do well not they she mentions in one of her pleading like voicemails like they come from a bad place which they say they're yeah. from new jersey and <laughs> um i know that's not what they mean <laughs> like, they mean their family new jersey's yeah. not that bad but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So to me, she like sh- her showing up reminded him of whatever it is that made them both fucked up from their time in New Jersey. And the thoughts of that kind of made him go off the deep end. And that's why he is so angry every time you see him talking to her. He's pretty almost every time he's like angry, and I think it's just frustration because he doesn't want to deal with it. Yeah, and like he doesn't know how to deal with it either. Like he doesn't have the vocabulary, right? To like to really like make any sense of why he feels the way he does. So I wouldn't say I. I guess I don't feel opposite. I guess I'm saying yes and. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Very good uh, improv. I always be saying that yes and. <laughs> But at the same time, I guess, like, the movie doesn't really give us anything. Um, so I totally made that up, much like <laughs> how I made up Steve McQueen's entire life. I love it so much. It's incredible. <laughs> but I, I like that 
about that. And I think that's why I would say I like this movie if I have to choose yes or no, because I like that you can sort of pick up whatever you pick up from the movie and you can kind of project whatever you want onto it and like interpret it all different ways. Yeah. 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 I drank a Red Bull. So. Wow. That's why I'm talking a lot. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I love it. Please. Write that down. We'll not do that again. Uh, <laughs> what did you make of that? Like, so you're saying that um, you think he just kind of, like, her presence made him realize, like, he is more fucked up than he thought? Yeah, so I guess, I think he's coasting. And I think when she comes back into the picture, it, like, becomes a reminder of, of like, his behavior isn't normal because his routine's disrupted. So he can't just like jerk off all the time, have women over. Like he's a little bit more aware of himself and how and why he and like how to like kind of neuter himself a little bit. Ha ha ha. Neuter himself like for for her to be around. And I think that probably puts him in a weird headspace and just kind of like realizes that, God, like we're fucked. Like we're so fucked up. And I'm fucked up and I just want to not think about how fucked up we are. So he goes deeper and deeper into his addiction. And then he just like fucking bottoms out. And you know what else too? Hmm. That I didn't think about till right now. But I think that his attraction to his coworker and also his, the thought that, well, I guess he was right. His sister did try to attempt suicide. Because they kind of, they kind of, for some context, they set it up, like, earlier. She's, like, very close to the edge of the platform at the train station, and he pulls her back. So, in in the scene where she attempts suicide, his train is stopped, and they, like, can't get out, and it's because someone attempted suicide, so he thinks it's his sister. And he runs back to his apartment... And she has attempted suicide, but she didn't try to jump in front of the train. Like, it kind of sets you up to think she tried to, I guess, um, slit her wrists. I don't like the words. Anyway. Yeah. Maybe the realization that he cares about his sister so much. Yeah. And the realization that he maybe does have some more attraction to his co-worker than just a hookup because he attempts to have sex with her and he can't. Uh, maybe that those two things kind of make him go over the edge and then yeah. he has to go to like the gay club. But yeah, I didn't think about those two things maybe being compounded. Maybe I haven't seen a movie before. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I've never seen a feature film in my entire life. And you know what I was thinking in the part where he, he wants to have sex with his coworker and he like can't and he's feeling ready ashamed <gasps> um and she's like you know it's fine right and he's all like you know and then makes her leave i'm just like that's so stupid like yeah. she doesn't care why are you getting her out like she was so nice too she was like whatever and then he has that i don't like the more i think about this movie, I think about how it's beautifully shot, but it's very basic. Do you know what I mean? Well, I wasn't going to say it, but yes. But I did. <laughs> well, and like, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, I guess, like, I think it's, I think Steve McQueen's a great director. I think it's very, like, direct, Jesus, and, like, I don't know, relatively nice and, like, not nice. What am I saying? Sorry, my brain just like spaced out. It's it is a beautifully shot, well acted film that is very uncomfortable. So the tone is great, but the script is very basic. And I think that McQueen is is lucky that he's such a good director in terms of like, but not the writing is not to me like the best part of it. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I think that um, they got lucky with having two very good actors. Yeah, they, exactly. Like, they definitely did. Especially Carrie Mulligan. She's, like, very good at emoting. Or not emoting when necessary, but in this case, emoting. <laughs> no, I agree. I actually felt like it reminded me of, like, the Neon Demon, which I did not really like. But it reminded me of that movie because that movie's really pretty. 
and like kind of slow and um it looks like a painting and this movie to me kind of looked like a painting that might hang in like an all-white apartment actually yeah maybe like his apartment <laughs> like a small all-white apartment in new york like very chic you know yes yes, yes. it was that it was one of those kind of movies to me yes okay i see that i don't know it it was like fine there was something else i wanted to say about it but i can't remember this is something that's like probably just immature of me more than anything else Mm-hmm. But I was telling, because Steve walked out, I was like, what are you watching? Because it looked like I was watching porn. Like, let's be real. If you don't know what I'm watching, <laughs> it looks like I'm watching pornography. Because he walked in. I would not say so. Well, like, when he didn't know what I was watching, and he was like, what are you, there's a lot of sex going on out here. I'm like, yeah, it's about sex addiction. He's like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> but there's a lot of nipple licking in this movie, which is fine. Love, love a good nipple lick. What is that like for you as an actor to, like, professionally suck on someone's nipple? I don't understand why like, that's so hard for my brain to kind of conceptualize. But maybe because I think nipple sucking is so hot that it's like impossible for me to think of being able to do that professionally, which is why I'm not an actor, which is why I'm not an actor. And maybe I'm just revealing way too much about myself right now. But who cares? I was going to reveal way more about myself and then I chose not to because I didn't want to make anyone uncomfortable. Oh, cool. Well, oops, sorry. I just went ahead and fucking did it. That, that ain't just... nothing to me. No, That's I know. It's not, not it's literally close. it's like literally nothing. But it's just funny because I was like, wow, what's it like to just like suck on someone's nipple like professionally? Like but like <laughs> wow. I actually get why you're why you would like think that because at least with like most sex stuff, which I guess is it unsimulated in this movie? Do we what? know that like no, is the I sex... think it's it's fake sex. It's not real sex, I don't think. Okay. Well, that's there's just a lot that of dong just, in it, which is why I think it cut NC-17. There's just a lot of Michael Fassbender's penis just, like, out in the world. And we will talk about that. <laughs> just <laughs> um, a, lot of, a lot of penis. But, uh, and, like, for simulated sex scenes, you know it's simulated because, like, there will be a blanket or, like, you can tell that they're wearing, like, a, like a guard of some sort or whatever you know i'm sorry like you know you can like see i feel like in um wolf of wall street because i keep watching that because it keeps coming on pluto tv you can see he's wearing like a like a like something over top that's like almost like a guard like (laughs) i don't know but anyway but for something like um nipple licking you can't you probably can't wear something like that no like i just and yeah, i was and I, just watched, I just watched titan titan i'm i'm an asshole um <laughs> and they did that there too and it's like very i'm and i don't i watched a lot of movies recently with a lot of nipple licking in it which is very random but here i am and i was just like wow that's wild because there's like i don't think there's a super like a way even if it's covered you're still sucking on a nipple yeah and it's like if the person has like breasts even if they wore a, they can't wear a breastplate no i mean and unless again, there were this is not mm, me having anything wrong with nipple sucking it's I, just a question it's just a question that i have as someone who is not an actor who does not have to perform sex sex scenes in front of a camera and I don't, and this is why I don't do it, because I'd be like, this is too sexy. And I know, I understand they are professionals, but I'm not, so I'm asking about it. <laughs> so. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I, it's the dumb just shit like, that oh, my, it's like the dumb shit my brain thinks thinks about, where I'm just like, they suck on that nipple for real. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, that's literally just all I thought. I was just like, oh, they're really doing that, huh? They must both be consenting. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, but actually, you bringing up the nudity reminded me that I feel like I said at the beginning, I feel like this is like oddly tame for an NC-17 movie. And I just feel like if it were me, like most of the nudity is just Michael Fassbender walking around, not having sex, like not like doing anything. He's just like walking around and hitting his message machine to like hear his like sister's messages. And I just feel like if you 
got the go-ahead to like have the NC-17 rating, why not just make it a little more wild? What the point, Dax? I know, God. but like you could. <laughs> you could. Yeah, but again, like, okay, so let's get into the NC-17 rating and the amount of penis in those. Because if it's just because there's a penis in it, that makes me very angry. Like, you get, I mean, there's of... the women are naked. No, I know, but I feel like you're more likely to get an NC-17 rating when it's a guy who's just a lot, lot of full frontal. You know what I mean? And I, yeah. there's also a lot of sex in this movie, obviously. But like, I feel like because f- women full frontal, I don't think has the same like shock value to people that a man does because the penis is just there for all to see, I guess. Yeah, I but, guess Like, whatever. So. It's just a penis. But anywho, Sorry. Just thinking about that and how nudity with like men and women on screen is like a very weird thing. And it always kind of blows my mind. And I, I appreciate there's a lot of full frontal nudity in this movie. I just think that that probably contributes to that in 17 rating, which is frustrating to me. I'm sure it does because like I know there's like a lot of sex in this movie, but at the same time, um, I don't remember a lot of sex in this movie. <laughs> like Because it's, it's, it's like very, it's either like, quick in alleyways or like it's like very quick sex scenes or the really long threesome (laughs) at the end and to me and i'm sure the threesome contributes to that rating a lot but otherwise like i feel like it's kind of just a normal like a normal amount of sex in a movie it really isn't like that graphic I, i get like you said i don't think it's that graphic the only the only time thing that i think was really graphic was when they showed him like like simulating penetrating one of the sex workers and it looked like he was not simulating and it looked real but maybe that's why also everyone's approved at the mpaa so <laughs> i actually don't even remember that part oh you do I, I just i remember it because it was like that and then he made a really uncomfortable o face that like they zoomed in on oh yeah and he and looked, it, almost looked like he was gonna cry yeah or punch somebody but I don't even mean in terms of, like, uh, how graphic it is. I just mean, like, I don't remember, like, a lot of sex. Is, is there something wrong with me? <laughs> um, be honest. Maybe a little bit. I mean, there's... I mean, okay, I will say, there was not as much sex they thought there was going to be. No. This is, like, a... Um, what was that movie that we watched for Catherine Briott? Oh, Romance? Yeah, this is like a romance situation. Yeah, where I think like maybe people who didn't really know what sex was <laughs> or like Watched had it. like a more like nuanced understanding of sex on screen or like pornography like saw it and were like, wow, this is intense. And then we're like, oh, this ain't nothing. And I think that I I almost feel like they're confusing their the emotional intensity like you know what i mean like i feel like yeah with a normal amount of sex and then that emotional intensity involving the sex like i feel like maybe that's what they might be thinking of but i I mean i don't know what do i know nothing you've never seen a movie in your entire life (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, i don't don't know i just uh i don't remember a lot of sex in this did i watch this movie uh, you know what? It sounds like you might have, but maybe you dreamt it, and somehow the dream is just very accurate. <laughs> <laughs> you dreamt, you dreamt shame. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. In any event, I if I made an NC-17 movie involving sex, and I wanted to show how depraved he was, maybe I'd make the sex a little wilder. Again, I'm not Steve McQueen. I'm not a director. I'm just a guy. So what? I don't know. <laughs> maybe we're just maybe we're just freaks. I absolutely am, <laughs> <laughs> and I know it. So and I like it. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Maybe, maybe we're just too freaky for this movie. <laughs> can like... I actually tell you the, the thing that it, you can cut it out if you? Do you want me to cut much. it out? Okay. Well, let's 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 I, share I mean, it out with the class fuck. and we'll see what happens. Um, I guess, uh, <laughs> I guess a warning for those who don't want to hear about my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm 12. <laughs> <laughs> like Lauren, 
skip this or just just ignore this whole episode. Anyway, <laughs> um, so you've been warned, okay? Okay, I'm watching this movie and I realize that I don't know how, like, I don't know how big like cis men's <laughs> penises are supposed to be because okay. okay because when i first started transitioning hmm this is a lot to talk about anyway um <laughs> i guess i'll just do it anyway <laughs> i'll make myself cu- uncomfortable I, I can cut it out if you want or we can stop talking about it if you're uncomfortable no no it's it's fine like it's fine i'm just i usually don't talk about like this kind of stuff um but it's fine anyway i just don't like people envisioning my body but it's fine so <laughs> Um, Fair. They, I'm sure they already do it. <laughs> well, not in a sexy way, but in a like when I talk about transitioning and stuff. I, well, I hope not. Maybe I just put that in everyone's heads. Whatever. Anyway, so when I first started transitioning and exploring like sex with my partner at the time, mm-hmm. um, I had to order <laughs> um, an implement. <laughs> on the interwebs because I wasn't imp- born with it. An implement. <laughs> An implement. Implement. Um, so I had to order a strap on, uh, on the internet. And Thank you for clarifying. I didn't know. Like I, so the one I ordered <laughs> was eight and a half inches. Oh because my I didn't, lord! Okay, I didn't know. That's fair. You would like I didn't know. Any I was ex- like, oh, that's not big. Like that's like. You know, like <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, I yes, like, I understand. If you've never like know. really like been around male, like a penis, a penis attached to a person, you probably would be like, uh, or anything, or anything like a penis in general. Just like all right, like that seems no right. toys or anything. So I didn't yeah. know. I'm like, oh, that's like not that big, uh... and we got it. Cause she didn't. She didn't help me pick it out. So, oh boy, that was her. That was her first mistake. <laughs> when, we, when I opened it and she was with me, she was like, "What the?" Fuck? <laughs> and I was like, "What?" And she was like, "That is huge. That is so huge." And I was like, "I didn't know. Like, I no one helped me. I didn't know." And, I love that. And, so much. <laughs> she's like, that has to like go in me. <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't have to. She's like, no, it's it's gonna. That's fucking incredible. I still have the same one. Um, is it go to? Yeah, it's my hell. Because yeah. it's like a, a part of me. Um, Hell yeah! <laughs> so like, all my partners are always like, "What the fuck?" I love that you gave yourself big dick energy. I mean, in all reality, like if I was born with it, I know that it you... would be, yeah, yeah. Come on, yeah. And so like, you just, even you just followed <laughs> your heart the... exactly. And even the packer I got is like, it's large. Actually, <laughs> actually, okay. So here's some f- further content for you. I love um, it. I, so, like, the packer industry is way better now than it was when I first started transitioning. There was, like, one company, and they were, like, just garbage. Like, just, you can buy it and then just throw it in the trash because it's not <laughs> helpful. Um, <laughs> so um, a lot of guys just wouldn't wear them because they're annoying and whatever so i was like i deserve like nice things this is a few years ago i'm like i deserve nice things let me get a pack and play and i feel like we've talked about a pack and play on here before yeah and i'm sure everyone knows what it is so i went to the philly trans wellness conference and there was uh like a booth there for packers and, and pack and plays. So I got one that was like the same size as the one I have already yeah. because I'm like, oh, I'm used to it. Yeah. And like the way that it, the <laughs> the way that it's a pack and play is like it's ready at any time and there's like a rod that goes into it. Oh. And so I wore the rod in it 
And I like went to work. <laughs> Thanks. <And> wait, wait. <laughs> and my one boss like wouldn't stop staring. And I was like, oh my God, I've made a mistake. Like, it's like, it was honestly way too big. And I'm like, like in retrospect, I'm like, what was I like thinking? Like, no, no man looks like this. Like, like it's just way too huge. So then, like, obviously, I stopped wearing it to work. I stopped wearing it in general because it was like it was way too big and like it wasn't like good enough. Like, oh, okay. like it didn't hold well enough for for. <laughs> for me i guess yeah, like yeah. uh when i was like using the play part of it and i was just like this is trash <laughs> so but i part. i oh, that just makes me laugh using the play it's like part. just just switch it out like it's a fucking yeah. annoying but just switch yeah. it out. that's my advice yeah. to all trans mask people uh but yeah so i got a new one and i mean it's large <laughs> but like it looks normal it's not like Oh my god, my boss will not stop staring at my crotch. No, it's not a pack and play, it's just a packer. It's just a packer, okay. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's pretty big. It's like, I don't know, like seven and a half. Jesus Christ. Seven or seven and a half. Tags. Look, I'm a large person. I, I get it. Like, if you want to I... see the bulge, it's got to be like bigger. <laughs> because otherwise you're not, you're going to miss it. Now, the, I, I will tell you the actual reason, because I don't really care about packing. Like, sure, I'll do it, whatever, but, like, I don't care. But the actual real reason I made sure to get one is for when I go back to the gym, like... <laughs> oh. Yeah, laying okay. on a bench, doing bench presses. <laughs> like, okay. That's, like, huh. that's really the only reason why. And I got a cute little, like, jock strap to wear with it, Ooh. and it makes my butt look good. <gasps> Ooh, we love that. Yeah, maybe if I have a downward spiral, I'll I'll wear it and I'll go to the gay club. We don't want to talk about this movie so much that we're talking about your dick. And you're all welcome. And honestly... Was that TMI? I mean, I don't want to... For me, no. I don't think so. But I also, <laughs> like, have no filter. Not no filter, but, like, I love talking about sex stuff because I think it's fun to talk about sex stuff. Yeah, we're on that level. Yeah. We're all friends like, here. Yeah. I don't know. I normalize talking about sex stuff. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> kink and stuff. And kink and stuff. We'll, we'll get into one day. Kink, 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 kink. My therapist kink. is going to hear this probably. It's healthy. Sorry. We're being sexually open. We're talking Sorry about, about your. We're talking about your body, Dax. I'm. So, I shouldn't draw attention to the fact that we're talking about your body. But it's fine. It is. And to be fair, I warned everyone. Yeah. So at this point, what you've heard is on you. <laughs> This is why I do not tell anyone in my real life, besides like my very close friends, that I have a podcast. Fair. I made the mistake of telling coworkers at my old job that I had a podcast. Like, oh, I'm listening. I'm like, no. Like, I, I don't even like. I never shit talk work. <laughs> I just like. I I just am not like totally myself at work because well, exactly. At, at my nonprofit job for reasons that are obvious, and so I'm like, no, no, you don't need to know that side of me. <laughs> you don't exactly. Need to know it. Keep that, Remember keep... last week when I said I give them nothing? I truly give them nothing. I love that. I actually was thinking about this earlier because I'm like, they probably think I'm so fucking boring and I have no <laughs> life and, and I don't like, do I'm, anything. I'm actually the coolest person <laughs> of all time, but I just won't share that with you. <laughs> yeah, like actually I do a lot of things and I just... I just I don't boring. like any of you. That's the problem, actually. It's the crux <laughs> of the issue. Actually, your old job um, texted me today. Fun fact. For oh, forgiving Tuesday. Forgiving Tuesday. Yeah, and they got me. I I gave them a couple of dollars. Why? I love dogs. I they got know. me with the dog picture. I know. They, they knew. <laughs> That's the hard part because you're like, I want to help the dogs, but the organization is terrible. But I don't want the dogs to go down with the terrible organization, and it's just hard. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, they got me. Anyway. Well, um, I'm glad that they got some some doll hairs. Some dog hairs. Can we be done with this fucking movie? Yeah, we can for sure. Uh huh. (laughs) 
Thank you. So we, we recorded for over an hour, and most of it was talking about not this movie, but that's okay, because it's our show and not yours, so fuck <laughs> off. Um, no, I think most of it was about the movie. No, I just think was. there's not that much to talk about. Yeah, because like, like you said, it's pretty, it is pretty straightforward. Like, like plot-wise... you have seen a movie. Yeah, it's not... I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad I know about it. I just, and I don't think I'll ever watch it again. One, because it did kind of hit me emotionally, but two, like, I don't really also need to see another movie that's just like, look, gay sex is his rock bottom. (laughs) I so can't get over that. I can't get over it. That's when I decided. I was like, you know what? Now I'm done. (laughs) I was like, are they really showing him going into a gay club as, like, the worst thing he could be doing? I, I can't, I will not get over it. Cause I was like, oh God, we really did go there, huh? I mean, I guess cause he's straight. It's like, oh, he's straight and he's even doing this. So, okay. But also like they never explicitly say he's straight. He could be bisexual. Yeah. You don't Fucking know. Fucking bisexual and... erasing bullshit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And That's lots of straight guys hook up with guys and Yeah, also, yeah I was going to say like so also straight guys can hook up with guys and it like, I sexuality is fluid, dudes. It's t- 2021. I know it's the movie's made in 2011, but still, like, not <laughs> that long ago. God, it's not like ancient history. <laughs> no. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. I don't know how they would show, but I don't know how they would better show that he's smiling, but I also don't care. <laughs> I, I don't. don't care. Well, that's shame. Uh, obviously, we loved it. Uh, <laughs> um, it's fine. It's it's Y'all fine. Like it. If you like Steve McQueen, I also like. I've never seen Hunger. I know that I that's. Re- that. I know it's really intense and really really like heart wrenching. Um, oh yeah. Um, because it's about a guy on hunger strike. But I haven't really seen a lot of his other movies. I haven't seen Widows. I saw Twelve Years a Slave, and I haven't seen any of his small acts movies that people ever came out last year, I believe. So. I haven't seen a lot of his work. I know people really, really love his stuff. So I haven't seen enough to make an, a make a uh, fully formed opinion. But I think he's got an interesting eye. I just don't know if Shame is the best example of that. No, I think you'll like Hunger, and we will talk about that at some point. I oh. Actually, <laughs> real quick, I haven't seen 12 Years of Sleep because I thought a very old white man made it. <laughs> So fun fact, I did make a really stupid mistake a long time ago when 12 Years a Slave was nominated for an Academy Award. I made some stupid-ass comment on Twitter during the Academy Awards saying, like, there's no people of color nominated for Best Director. And they were like, bitch, Steve McQueen is black. And I'm like, I'm a dumb bitch. Who doesn't do her research? (laughs) And put that comment on Twitter before I had, like, a big following. And um, I felt like an idiot. At least you own it. So... I'm just sharing that with everyone. If anyone ever brings that up, I, I'm fully aware. And I was a dumbass that I tweeted that because I did not know anything. So <laughs> good thing you brought it up right now. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I might have actually deleted it because I was so embarrassed that I said that. Um, but I'm owning it now. I'm just going to say it now. I love that for you. I say <laughs> dumb shit like every day. So who cares? It's fine. <laughs> the internet for you um but dax what are we gonna watch next week you know who i miss like every day who Brittany murphy oh so Ugh. do you think maybe we should watch spun i don't even know what that is it's about meth oh okay Brittany murphy's in it does she do meth and oh it's by yeah. jonas Ackerlund. yeah and what's his name jason schwartzman is in it and oh. mickey rourke and john leguizamo and oh. Patrick Fugit. Wow. A lot of people in this Stacked movie. cast. Yeah. <gasps> Mina Suavari's in it. Oh, right. Of course. Wow. Josh Peck is in it? Yeah, I have not seen this in so fucking long. This should say something about my childhood. We used to watch this over and over again. Yeah, um, I, your ch- every time you say <laughs> the movies you used to watch over and over again in your childhood, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I thought I was watched weird shit. Never fucking mind. <laughs> no supervision. Another club. Another club. Um, yeah, no, no one was watching me. Someone write, it wrote, it's basically a more comedic version of We're Queen for a Dream, but with meth heads. Sweet Christ. You know, I, I could, yeah, I could get behind that. It's not as sad, but it has its moments. Why not? Let's let's uh, let's watch Spun. 
Cool. Sounds good. And it's good. for free on Pluto. Ooh. With ads. We are not sponsored by Pluto TV. <laughs> I wish we were. So next week we're watching Spun. Hooray. You're welcome. Cool. Well, thanks everyone for listening to another episode of Watch Once, Never Again. Um, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Wona Podcast, at W-O-N-A Podcast. And make sure to send us an email if you have suggestions for things we should be watching, thoughts about what we've watched, anything. You can email us at wonapodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, you can also follow us on Twitter. I'm at MB McAndrews. I'm at Daxy Bobbin. And please don't forget to leave us a little review, a little rating. Maybe subscribe to us on whatever platform you use to listen to, to podcasts. It is super helpful and we appreciate anything you can do for us. It's a Christmas present because the holidays are here. And if you want to give Hanukkah. us a gift, or Hanukkah, if you want to give us a little holiday gift, give us the gift of a rating on iTunes. Please. Please it is actually you. helpful. We do this every week for free. Um, for free. So actually, it costs us money. <laughs> and uh, by us, I mean mostly Mary Beth. <laughs> um, which it's a, oh, I that's right. Venmo you. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> uh, it, we really appreciate it. We would like to get in more ears. Um, yes, please. <laughs> so that we can expand past our, like, same five followers who we, we love, love we love you so much <laughs> but you know maybe maybe a six follower spice it up oh shit number <laughs> six lucky number six <laughs> anyway i'm losing my mind slowly but surely thanks everyone for listening and we'll talk to you next week bye, bye.